Hello and welcome to the Higher Hops Podcast of your host, Bradley Y. With me as always is my beer guru. You can't call me that today. Exactly. What do you call a beer guru's master? <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself to us? Yeah, hi, I'm Sam. That's all. <laughs> it's good to have you on, finally. This episode has been about three months in trying to oh organize the right day. So it's good to finally have you on. <laughs> You've been mentioned in like almost every episode. Yeah. Yeah. So he exists, many, many everyone. <laughs> I, I guess those that haven't listened to any episode we've ever done or an actual introduction, would you like to introduce what Vessel is and yeah. a bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm Sam Condon. Um, I own a beer shop in Plymouth called Vessel. Um, we opened in December 16 um, after moving back from Leeds, where we lived for seven years. I'm originally from Plymouth and we opened up a beer shop and it's a beer shop and bar. It's got 170 beers in the fridges and then six between six and ten on tap, depending on what's going on. You were you were kind of were you the first, I guess, beer shop in Plymouth for us? There was a place down the bottom end of town mm-hmm. called More and More Beer. Yeah. I think he was called Dave Moore. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, uh, but yeah, he was more focused on Lo- real local real ale in bottles and a bit of belgian mm-hmm. he obviously suffered from it was sort of pre sort of social media for mm-hmm. beer really right. um and i'm not sure he would have ever pushed it on social media even <laughs> if it existed to be honest i think he was a bit more traditional but he had a really good shot mm. um and then it just yeah it ended unfortunately mm. i think it, when the city center all moved to the top end once that opened he, he had no wow. chance really yeah. I've, I've asked a few people have come in and said oh yeah i used to go down more and more i said yeah, yeah i did as well yeah mm. i'm sure a couple have said he's a bus driver now, i wish he'd come in yeah. I'd, love, say, I'd love yeah. to chat to him because yeah, yeah he, we really did like what he was doing mm. yeah okay. so you mentioned traditional and uh, another brewery that kind of considers themselves quite traditional and doesn't really jump on the social media showing off kind of yeah. thing. Would you agree with that? So I wouldn't say they were necessarily traditional. I think they're, they're other than Brewdog and maybe Formbridge, they're the original craft beer brewery mm. of the UK. Okay. Definitely go. of London. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, they've, you know, they've created a whole scene. Their bottles are very traditional. So that's, uh, yeah, you're right. In terms, if you, if you associate craft beer with untapped check-ins, Twitter, a really content-heavy website, mm-hmm. and doing loads of collabs, yep. then, yeah, they're a bit more traditional. Okay. You guys yeah. haven't actually said we the name. No, it's good, isn't it? It's a mystery. We just keep talking <laughs> about them yeah, and yeah, never mention keep going. the brewery we should never mention. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be drinking a few... Colonel beers. Yeah. The Colonel. I think they're arguably, in terms of doing all the styles and doing them really well mm. and balanced, they're the best brewery in the UK. Well, okay. Say that. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, Shall I do but it? Yeah. Obviously, as, as we'll probably talk throughout, they don't sing and dance about no. it. No. Um, that one. Yeah. That was what led me to um, buy the bottles originally. I just thought it was really... There were all these, you know, yeah. really fancy colours and big designs. And then suddenly there were these just three bottles that literally just had table beer, sort of just IPA and then yeah. stout written on. And I was just like, I love that that's so blunt as to... Here we go. <laughs> yeah, so the sort of background to it is... is brand, it's branding. Mm. It's branding. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. it's, it's distinctive. People know who it is when they see it. I'm sure it's pretty much when he was brew when he was home brewing, he was using just like labels and just chucking it on, and mm. it just uh, yeah, 
you just look nice. So yeah. he's kept with it. Um, and it gives him the platform to write exactly what he wants on there. Yeah. Which is, as you said, this is an IPA. This is the hops we use. This is when we bottled it. This is when it's best buy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is who we, this is where we are. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what more you really need on the label. I, really. I yeah. love as well. If you want to go and see them, they are just open for a few hours on a Saturday. Yeah. They're not even like a kind of, not that they don't want people to come and drop by, I imagine, but it is just a, it's not so that's changed. Obvious. Oh, has it? Okay. So there's a bit of history to that. So when the kernel opened, um, originally they were a bit they've always been in Bermondsey mm. but they're in another unit for a while and then they moved to their their current premises which have been there since 2012 mm-hmm. 13 I think they were the only brewery in Bermondsey at that time right yeah. um, it's now 12 it's crazy it's yeah. a beer mile isn't it <laughs> yeah That's, exactly yeah. so but the beer mile is a good reason why they so they when they first opened it was amazing because they are situated next to a ham and ch- a cheese and charcuterie mm, that's it, yeah. shop. Mm-hmm. So it's all like a sort of artisan yeah. producers. Mm. Um, and when they opened, you could basically they're open from like 10 in the morning. Mm-hmm. You could go in, have a coffee, get a croissant or something, <laughs> then a, a loaf, uh, some bread, mm-hmm. go and get the meat and cheese, and then go into the kernel for about half 10 mm-hmm. and just start working our way through the beers. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was such a good atmosphere. Yeah. Then obviously as it grew... Um, it turned into the beer mile for Bermondsey beer mm. mile, mm-hmm. and that attracted a lot more people. Mm-hmm. Some who it's probably converted them to drinking really amazing beer, mm. but it also attracted the stag dudes. <laughs> so there was definitely a point when I, I remember being down there when it wasn't long after Brew by Numbers, which is probably their closest mm. neighbour, mm. had opened, and just seeing people urinating on the street, mm-hmm. and like you know, it's it's a residential area yeah you don't need that yeah yeah um and i think that was part of the reason they, they just they were like we don't need this mm-hmm. i don't think fina- financially it's probably had a minor impact on them financially mm-hmm. but they're very community focused so the fact that they closed it was was that then mm-hmm. they don't seem to be the brewery that's chasing the pound no yeah they're happy with slow growth yeah and doing things as well as they possibly can. Yeah. So I think that goes to show I think most people you could go to and say, you know, Colonel or Brewdog. And if they started around the same time, I think everyone would heard of Brewdog, but mm. they haven't yeah. been heard. But, you know, clearly that's not something they're concerned about. Yeah. Mm. So like, so they started in 2009. Yes. And sort of the background of it is Evan O'Riordan, um, who's an Irish guy, was working for a, a cheese company mm. called Neil's Yard. Mm. Um, and he got, sort of uh, requested to go over to New York to help open up a cheese place over there. Mm -hmm. And he started drinking these beers and was amazed by the stories and the details of the hops and the flavour profiles and that, and then came back and started homebrewing in like 2007. By 2009, he had a place up and running (laughs) and he was brewing. Inspired by the making of cheese, I think... It just kind of transferred into beer, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's the same as everything else around mm. them. It's all about making the best thing, like focusing on something, yeah, mm-hmm. and making it as best as possibly can. And that whole area around there, there's uh, the Maltby Street Market, mm-hmm. the, the like food and that's in there 
was amazing as well. So, so yeah, it's really nice to visit down that way. Okay. Even with the stag days. Um, should we have a quick talk about this what one, I guess? we're actually drinking, yeah. yeah. Uh, so what are we drinking, Phoebe? We're drinking the table beer at 2.8%. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know, like, in, where did this one come in there when they were making it? Do so you know that? I think table beer. Literally, will say it, won't it? The style table beer is a historical thing about you know when water was bad, mm. brew some stuff. Mm-hmm. That was that a strength yeah. that even children could drink, sort of thing, yeah. at, at the table. <laughs> yeah. um, and it wasn't really a style that was being drunk or produced in the UK mm-hmm. in the early like, 2010s, and they brought it back. I would argue mm-hmm. there, might, there might be others out there who are doing it, but they definitely. Were the first one I remember having table beer, yeah, as a, a name to a beer. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's just a low strength one, it's the one where they can just it's just drink you know 2.8%. You could drink this for days, can you? Mm, definitely, be yeah. fine. I kind of love that whole the water was too gross, <laughs> too, too disgusting. That, yeah, <laughs> drink beer alcohol, you know, oh, I love it. Brewing's a lot easier than just boiling water, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it doesn't take longer. You don't have to wait for it. Right? No, no, so, not yeah, at all. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but this is very nice, though. Actually, I wasn't. It's I didn't easy. really know what to expect with this one. I was actually kind of like two point two percent. I was really thinking it was going to be quite just weak and two point eight. Two point eight. Sorry, two point eight percent. I thought it was going to be quite. I don't know, watered down or something. But yeah. it's quite. There's something to it. It's you know got a body. I think a little bit, but. Yeah, it's, I think he really plays with. Oh, sorry, he plays with the hops really well. So mm. what's this? So they do change, brew by brew. So it's a Citra, and Vic Secret. Mm. So one US and one Australian mm. hop. Table beer isn't always two point eight percent. Okay, none of his beers are always exactly the same. They change with each brew. Okay, um, because that's what happens when you brew. The yeah. yeast either works yeah. really, really well or not as much, and you know you get different, you know, different amount of sugars in that in that batch. Mm. And, you get different alcohol as a result. Mm-hmm. They're never massively different, but I've had table beer at probably about 3.2, 3.4 before. Okay. I'm sure I've had less than 2.8 as well. <laughs> um, that's cool. Yeah, and I think that's probably one of the re- one of the many reasons why, uh, not necessarily as love, but uh, on people who like untapped. Mm. Yeah. They like... They, we get it in the shop all the time. If the strength is different, say we've got a beer on oh, tap yeah. and the strength is different on the sign yeah. than mm-hmm. on untapped, it confuses people. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's weird. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, and obviously because all of our beers normally, I mean, table beer, then it's different hops. Yeah. So if you look it up on untapped, there's mm. going to be a number of yeah. kernel <laughs> table beers. Now, when you find one with those hops, it's going to be a different strength. If if I don't know why it freaks people out, <laughs> I don't understand. It's a you know just it enjoy is it. funny. <laughs> it's like when we do the the blind tastings and stuff. And yeah. I'm just like I don't know what I'm drinking. I yeah. can't untap. What am I yeah. gonna do? Well, I mean, the, the untap's done. A, you know, it's mm. a double-edged source of untap because you know there's there's benefits of it. It's mm. created a scene. Yeah, it's got people interested in beer. Um, it's sort of created a an online sort of community, but. Yeah. There's also other things. Um, we yeah. we mentioned, you know, the bottle and stuff. We haven't actually audibly described what the bottle looks like. Um, it's a brown bottle. It's Pretty not much. a can. It's not a can. It's not a can. Oh, no, it's not a can. Well, I mean, after the past yeah. what, episode 17, this one is. So the past seven episodes, so, it's been a lot on talking about bottles and cans. No, we've had a lot of those conversations recently. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming they're sticking with the bottles. Yeah, I yeah. can't see them ever going no. to can. So one of the main reasons is they're, 
when you're saying about traditional before, mm-hmm. they are traditional in the sense that they bottle condition all their beers. Mm-hmm. So they've always got a bit of sediment in the bottom. Mm-hmm. And that's just to naturally carbonate the beer in yeah. the bottle. Mm-hmm. Do you find a lot of people are put off by that as well? Like, you know, it's not got attractive design and then there's sediment at the bottom. So unless they know or they've heard of them before, yeah. maybe tried it, do you find you have to sometimes... Yeah, yeah, of, definitely. Okay. Um, I think for people, it's one of those, it's like, are you in the club? Do you know about the kind of... <laughs> you know, it, it feels like that sometimes. Yeah. It's a bit of a wink and a nod when someone puts one up on the bar and like, yeah. you're like, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, you know about the <laughs> sort of thing. But the other thing is with it is because they're all exactly the same, yeah. Yeah. people go, oh, I've had a kernel before and then they'll pick the Imperial Stout out of the fridge. I'm like, that's a 10.5% Imperial Stout. Is that what you had? But like, no, it's hoppy and light. So, yeah, we've all got different names on the yeah. So, yeah. You've got to do some reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think, I mean, in the three years, almost three years since we've opened, so we've got a fridge which is a pale fridge. So it's for hoppy beers and lagers. And it's sat at a lower temperature than the rest of the fridges for mm. that reason. Um, that was probably 90% bottles when we opened right it's now 85 percent cans yeah wow um that puts it like yeah, yeah. It's, it's changed yeah. so so much and they're all 440 mil which means you know in terms of like drinking this is a free i've not normally seen the table beer in a free 30 mil. they're normally 500 but at two 2.8 percent mm. 500 mils with 2.8 percent is not really gonna no yeah yeah matter too much but i think the 440s you're drinking eight percent, four forty can to yourself. That's a lot of units. Yeah. So yeah, in terms of actually like drinking responsibly, <laughs> <laughs> unless you've got a load of mates to share them with. Yeah. I think the direction of doing four forty mil cans for big yeah. stuff. Mm. I don't know how how long the colonel have been doing it, but they have a bottled on and a best before date of mm. about four months for their pale stuff. Okay. Um, or their hoppy stuff. Because it's bottle conditioned, mm-hmm. it will change over that time. And obviously, when it's like hoppy beers, when they're really young, are going to yeah. have a lot more bitterness and like mm-hmm. punch. And then it's going to mellow out over that time, and you're going to get more of the moat and that underneath. That's see, that's really interesting because like the other conversations we've had with people and think that it's always a negative. It's always. Um, this is what's going to happen to your beer if you have it in a bottle, as opposed to what you, you just described. What happens to the beer? That's why it's going to taste different. It's not a negative. It's yeah. just it's it's conditioned mm, rather yeah. than it's damaged by UV rays and the temperature. Blah 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 blah. It's definitely an advantage of putting it in a dark, yeah, cold, preferably refrigerated mm. place, or having it in a window, mm. yeah, baking. My God. Um, <laughs> There's going to be a definite difference. <laughs> I mean, they are, at least they are using brown bottles. Yes. If you ever go in a supermarket and you see anyone with clear bottles, oh, yeah, they don't can... give a shit yeah. about their yeah. beer. They don't care about their beer. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a heavy duty bottle opener as yeah. well. Yeah. Very. Boston, That's from Falmouth in America. In America. Yeah, American Falmouth. It's like heavy and everything. I say, it looks like it could be on a fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> I say it looks like it's from yeah. a shipwreck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I quite so like it. Yeah. It's not a pocket bottle opener. No, oh, no, no. We bound. have so yeah, many solid. bottle openers in this house. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You can hear the description of that because as soon as you pull it down, it's yeah. just this <laughs> massive clunk. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting in terms of the, the sediment in the bottom. 
Mm. So um, when when I first started drinking, well, no, that's a lie. So when <laughs> I was Don't drinking, on the I was drinking. So <laughs> so the sort of story of when I started drinking these was probably about two, end of two thousand and ten, mm-hmm. and they first started making their way up to to Leeds, and there was um. Lee City Centre didn't have a bottle shop, um, so was, but there's an absolutely amazing one which is still amazing um, out further out into sort of Studentville, Headingley Way, mm-hmm. uh, called Beeritz, um, and they had these in a lot, and they were yeah. But this was a brewery I got really excited every time I went in. Now it's like amazing. There's a new one. Yeah, grab this, drink this. I used to bring it down, uh, share it with my, my mates down here as well, and say look, these are amazing. Um, yeah. But yeah, but it's, I was happy that they got to Leeds about a year, year and a bit after them, mm-hmm. probably before. But that was the first time I saw them. Yeah. And then um, a place called Friends of Harm opened, and they used to do something that we sort of got inspired by as well, which is go directly to the breweries, drive there, and pick them up. <laughs> so they used to drive down to London and go to the Colonel and pick up a load of Colonels. So right. we used to drink a lot of Colonels in in Friends of Harm when they opened. Um, and then a few years later, when we were thinking about opening up a shop, it was like, well, it's all well and good being sat this side of a bar, mm-hmm. going to a lot of the sort of beer scene events and, you know, being involved in it, but as a customer, yeah, it was like, well, if we're going to do this seriously, I've not worked in a pub for like, well, since I was about 18 or 19. Mm. So it's like, I need to be that side of the bar. So I asked if I could have some shifts at Friends of Ham. Nice. And I said yes, which was amazing. <laughs> but we used to, um, whenever we had kernels pouring for a customer in, in-house, because there's sediment in the bottom, you you didn't want them to necessarily just smash it into the glass. Yeah. We used to pour the beer into a glass and have a shot glass by the side, which we would pour the sediment into. <laughs> and... We quickly learned you had to explain before you did that what you were going to do <laughs> because basically you put this shot down by them and go, oh, deal, cheers, and they neck that first. Oh, my God. And just neck the sediment. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, it's a good idea to show, like, you can put it in or you can leave it out, but you need to explain it before you do it because those people are just necking shots so of yeast. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's no. funny. So this one is the Pale Ale with Amarillo and Vic Secret. Hoppage, mm. um, and it's a 5.5%. Um, I mentioned the bottle, mm. the label is I can only describe as well, it's just a brown, it's brown paper and it's brown paper, yeah. stamped like yeah. ink stamped, yeah. Mm. And as I said, because ABV changes all the time, yeah. stamp it on, yeah. stamp it on. And they've got a I'm in my research on their website. Um, the website is pretty good because it is just like the bottles, isn't it? I love yeah. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. It's not tiles of images of loads of like. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. People drinking. No. Cool venues. <laughs> it's, it's, Here's the information. Here's the information. It's a spreadsheet. Yeah. You know, like the early yeah, yeah, yeah. sort of like 2001 yeah. Dreamweaver kind of websites. Yeah. That's what you get. But I love it. it tells you all about the events that are coming yes, up. Yeah, yeah. What bottles you can buy from the brewery on a Saturday. Yeah. Boom. Done. <laughs> So their quote about the bottles, for eyes to stray from and melt into the background, we keep quiet so the beer speaks louder. Hey. And this one's pretty fresh as well, isn't it? It's uh So obviously one of the challenges we get down down our way is getting access to like really fresh kernel. Mm. So the only time really we had like super fresh was when we went to the first Beaver Town festival. Mm. Um, and that was down that way, and we stayed there. And then we drove around Bermondsey picking up beer. Mm. 
so I picked up a load of kernels. So I was two years ago. Okay, yeah. So I had a load of super fresh kernel in, but this was bottled on the 13th of August. Nice. So it's what, six weeks old. You know, interesting, obviously it says ingredients and part of those ingredients on, on the kernel bottles are sugar because mm-hmm. in order for the bottle conditioning to work, mm. the yeast needs something to encourage to it yeah yeah it's gotta go <laughs> to for great carbonation yeah. so yeah it's a bit of priming sugar in there just to... sure. well this one to look at is hazier than the last mm. um props down for the, to the hops right yeah yeah so it's it's interesting with with the kernel as well because they were the original london merc mm-hmm. hazy mm-hmm. i mean it's not it's, not it's, it's quite it's hazy though isn't it yeah I mean, mm. You it's, can't see, you a can't lot see your it. finger through it, which no. I imagine in 2010 when they were doing this first <laughs> was mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. So what on earth is this? Yeah, um, yeah very hoppy. It's yeah, there's no, you know, there's no wheat or oats in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've got a really interesting work ethic at Kernel as well. I think they all go in at the same time and all leave at the same time. Mm. It's not okay. Even the young ones have been there for like five plus years. Yeah, but like I, they stick around. They want to. I don't think mm. they've. Yeah, I don't think many people have actually mm. left that business. How many? How many people is it? What's their sort of staffing? Less than twenty. And they distribute mainly in the UK. Are they in that's Europe? It, that's the thing. So okay. they're, they're not. In, again, probably from his experience of drinking old beer mm. in, in the UK from the US. Yeah, he wants it to be London centric at first, mm. and then UK. The other thing they they don't do is um, really collaborate. Okay. Mm, yeah. So they've collaborated with some other London breweries. So Partisan, who they got off the ground, they gave them their old kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they've done a couple of beers together. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've probably brewed with a couple of others down there. London, I remember a beer they did very early on, which was London Brewers Alliance. Mm. Mm. I'm trying um, to think if they've collaborated with anyone else. It's, uh, again. The mm. benefit of Untapped, you could go on Untapped. Yeah. And find <laughs> <laughs> we, we, I guess going back to Untapped and like the dangers of it. I guess the big, biggest thing we've had, which has been like kind of an interesting, and I'm sure you've had this conversation with Phoebe, um, that as soon as you start reading it and you're kind of looking mm. what other people have said about the beer, yeah, it immediately gets into your mind. So with Rainbow, yes. I was trying very hard because like um, the lime witter, lime, lime wit. I was like, oh, lemony or, you know, citrusy, yeah. that kind of thing. And Phoebe was like, it's literally called lime wit. And I was like, <laughs> I was trying really hard uh-huh. just to kind of like go, I just yeah. want, I was looking at just who who it was by and what it was. But I was trying not to look at like names or anything like that, yeah. just so I could kind of take what I got from it. And there was a few times where Phoebe's just like, what are you talking about? But I'm yeah. like, but I want, I'd rather have that. I don't want it to be a case of we're just regurgitating what we're really gone untapped. Like, I think you can be influenced by it. Massively. By it. But the amount of time someone's gone, um, oh yeah, this is you know what it's supposed to taste like, and you immediately then go, ah oh, yeah, but like, like I kind of then feel a little bit like, am I now thinking that because yeah. it's been said to me, or mm-hmm. or you know, or is was it always there and I just couldn't quite put it into words? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same as reading a description on a bottle, though, isn't it? Mm. If, if the brewery describes the beer on the on the bottle or can, mm. it immediately puts that in your head, and yeah. Yeah. You know, or even the colour of the 
of the packaging. Yeah. 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 If it's an IPA and it's in an orange can, you're going to go, oh, it's really orangey. It's <laughs> I've, I've definitely done it in the past. Where immediately that's in my head. Well, it probably is that as well. But yeah. just, you know. What have we got? Is it the, it's the tie-dye that we've got on at the moment from the Rainbow yeah. Project that when I first had, I was like, it tastes like licorice. There's something really weird about it. Um, and I'd never had, what was it, that desert? I'd never had that before, so I, I don't know. But um, and then because I had that, I had that as a customer, and then when I worked, I read the description that you so kindly gave me, and mm. then um, <laughs> someone said, "Oh, it tastes like Turkish delight because obviously it's got the rose Gross. in it." And I was like, "That's it. That's all it tastes like." Yeah. Mm. I mean, I appreciated that more <laughs> than licorice. Mm. And then I like I had I tried a little bit again today to see if it changed again, but it's all Turkish delight now. <laughs> more, it was more like chocolatey, yeah. I guess, but. Yeah, so, so that's why I that's why I took cho- uh, dark digest digestive biscuit from that. You've said that, that before, though. I think element. you just really Maybe. want chocolate digestive. <laughs> what was your What was your takeaway from the the Rainbow Project? So, in terms of collaboration, I, I like collaborations which create new ideas, and that I think the challenge is sometimes is when it's you you're forced into a color. Mm-hmm. You got to make something based on that color. Yeah. Yeah. It's even more challenging. There was none that were. Duds, which no. in previous years has definitely been examples of that. I think with all of these sort of um, collab pack releases mm. that come out, it's because they've all got to be ready for a set date. Yeah. And you've, you've got that period of time to brew it. And in some cases, the breweries, well, in the, that case, they're in UK or the West Coast of the US. Yeah. And not exactly around the corner from each other. So <laughs> it does sometimes make it far more challenging to produce a beer that you're gonna make again mm-hmm. yeah yeah but they're, they're always interesting mm-hmm. yeah. um the ones that i probably see them developing into something else i mean north brewing are well known for their triple fruited gozers now mm-hmm. so they're mm-hmm. they're always doing these fruited sours anyway yeah mm-hmm. But that one was pretty interesting, the fact that it had... Yeah, that one was... Golden milks it had. I think I heard different things about yeah. um, the blueberry one. So people, no, it was, the, it was number six, which was the... Oh, the, the fruit. The orange, yeah. colour orange. Oh, no, which was Yeah, exactly. It was a lactose-heavy mm. uh, coconut in it. Loads of coconut. 1.2 metric tonnes of apricot, I think it was. But, yeah, you could... Well, <laughs> it was good. Yeah, um, that, that was interesting. I... As someone who drinks sours, I don't think it was that sour. It wasn't sour at no, all. Yeah. But people who don't drink sours thought it was sour. So yeah. it's, <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they do anything along those sort of routes in terms of coconut, more coconut and mm. vanilla yeah. action. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. 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 It was good. <laughs> sort of sad that the one that was the quickest to sell was the straight-up IPA, yeah. which yeah. is a seven UK collab. Yeah. People just re- resorted, you know. Resorted back to, to form mm. and just for drinking the juice sort of thing. Well, I was saying uh, like, um, you know, if, if they didn't have time to do the full board, they're probably yeah. going to go for the one that they'd all done. Yeah. So if, you know, we probably have yeah. people just having that and then people that were drinking it as well as all the others. And But yeah, good just IPA. <laughs> go get it. And shout out to my wife, Katie, who does all the signs for being able to write <laughs> yeah. seven UK breweries yeah. on a sign. And always very neat. She loves it. She's, she's great she's, at she's those. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> it, it takes a very long time for her to write signs. Sometimes we don't have a sign up for a beer because 
it's not ready yet uh which is quite funny but uh, yeah Aww, but no they look great yes. yeah and we will have katie on at some point yeah. oh yes yeah, she's yeah. got to choose her brewery yeah we've, we've now decided oh, it would be a case of since yeah, you wanted to come on and talk about this one we thought that made kind of sense yeah. for her to come on and talk about that one what or whatever f- she wants to do what did you think of this beer then um, this one um i found it's quite it's got that kind of bitterness to it mm. um so it, it's it just kind of makes you realize how easy table beer was to drink. Yeah. It was so light, so easy. I was going to say I prefer table beer, actually, I think. I do prefer yeah. table beer as well. I really yeah. enjoy table beer. I, I, I like this one, but no, I think you They're what you said, yeah. uh, the slight bitterness on the on the, the uh, tail end of it, I think, definitely made me like uh, table beer mm. um, more, actually. Yeah. Uh, but no, that was it, was... it was still smooth and easy to go down. and It's actually quite good hops like to put together. Mm. Um, yeah. Is it Amarillo and Vic? Secret, yeah. big secret. Did your... they change that one? Yeah, it's not so called it's, uh, No, that's what it is now called. Oh, but it was the Australians right. like um, naming hops and then getting in trouble for it. So it used to be called Victoria Secret. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm sure some underwear company probably. Said, no, yeah. we've got that. Um, and then the other one was they had one called Stella. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. <laughs> Ella, that's called Ella. Ella, that's called okay. Ella now. Yeah, but it was called Stella. 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 What's your, what was what's your personal uh, preference between the two? I mean, yeah, as a starting one, the table beer was great because it's just light and mm. easy mm-hmm. drinking. When these first came out, bitterness wasn't really a thing in, in mm. British hoppy beers. Yeah, um, well, it was, but it was more like more traditional. It was probably a little bit more stringent, I would say, in terms yeah. of cask. Mm. Um, and this was, yeah, nice bitterness mm-hmm. and chasing the bitterness, which is what happened in the US to the point where it was, yeah, it was just like throat rippingly. <laughs> Whereas I find the, the kernel ones always still had that really nice fruitiness yeah. to back it up. And it's it also not crazy carbonated. No. I find sometimes with really bitter, they kind of yeah. are crazy carbonated as well. So you've got the bitterness and then fizz. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like everything's attacking your mouth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that that was, it wasn't crazy fizzy. In fact, I don't know if it was the way I poured it, but the head was quite nice. I yeah, I do, I do like the fact that they, um, they do so many, you use so many different hops. Mm. Mix different, them up yeah. and balance them, and mm. different mixes. He, yeah, he, he definitely you know likes to experiment with different hot combinations. Mm. Oh, <laughs> steady! I haven't got a pouring sound. Should we have a pouring sound? Oh, that's now I've talked over it. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. They no, the because it's, it's, it's all it's all recorded yeah, separate channels, so don't worry. Yeah, yeah. See, I've been, I've, I mean, I had a stout on Friday, but midway through the week, I was like just really wanting a stout one evening. Yeah. Like I just wanted some he's, chocolate and a stout. Changed. And I went to the one beer shop that was opening through <laughs> at uh, eight o'clock and uh, nine o'clock. And they just had nothing. They just it was all. He so he was like, oh, next week we're going to have some stouts in. But it was all IPAs, a few Oktoberfest stuff, I think I said to you on Friday. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, Is that your request? Miss. Do you want to do a shout out to both? Uh, What's that? <laughs> Brood what Boy to? and, was it Palmer Street? Is that what they're called? Palmer Street Bottle and Brood Boy are the two in through. You need more stouts. Like, I was envious. I was just like, I think it was the same night. Yeah, it was Thursday. So it was the same night Phoebe was over <laughs> with you guys drinking. Yeah. And I was yeah. just like thinking about, I was like, oh man, yes. all those fridges with just literally anything you could possibly want. We had some good want. stouts as well. <laughs> oh my word. Yeah. 
No, we've been Banging. we've been to Brood Boy. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because yes, they're yeah. like semi, not semi-franchised, but obviously there's like three. Oh, the guy so, owns three, yeah, doesn't George. he? Yeah, so yeah, he's a lovely bloke. Yeah, we've sort of we sort of chatted to each other on social media quite a lot, and then mm. we were coming back from London, probably with a, the load of kernel in yeah. the back. Yeah. Of our <laughs> uh, yeah, it would have been because it was back when we yeah, um, and we went and said hello. Yeah, he was a lovely bloke. Yeah, and then, yeah, it's nice what he's doing there, and yeah, he's. Mm growing what he's doing fairly quickly he's got a brewery imaginary friends oh okay so that's his okay. so yeah, yeah, yeah definitely I think... worth trying to drink some of that stuff and let me know what what you think about i think okay. i yeah. did didn't i Bradley? um I'm or, not sure. or it might have been one that i try i wanted and then they ran out okay do you yeah, remember yes that was it you were really he was really trying to get you something yeah and i got just, some yeah. and it what it was really i remember no, liking it good. more than what i ended up yeah. with mm. i was driving they had two on when when we were there and Katie had them and enjoyed them, but I was driving. So right, was, you can. Katie's currently in Bath this weekend, so yeah. right. they've got a place in Bath. They so. do, yes, they've seen the so one. Hopefully, yeah. she's been drinking because that's one of the things. <laughs> so we just don't go on a jolly when we go to Beaver Town or yeah. we go to uh, Indie Man next week. It's trying to find new breweries and like yeah. speak to the brewers, yeah, and build that relationship because we're so far removed mm. from any other sort of beer scene. Like you know, mm. when you're when you're in a city like leeds or manchester or, or london and you're you know you've got a shop mm. you can build relationships with all these breweries because you're there you know yeah. and you can chat to them and see what's coming up and how you know do stuff with them and do I, events i was going to ask kind of how how is that that i guess networking and finding new breweries because i guess for for plymouth and a lot of people in this community here you are a big part of people finding new beers and breweries yeah. i mean this podcast alone you know a heart, yeah. you know every so often we'll you know try something different but a large part of what we drink is down to your recommendation or what you decide to bring in so how do you go about and i guess your trend setting in the area yeah <laughs> i mean one of the reasons why we opened was there, was, there wasn't anything like this in plymouth mm -hmm. and it was like there's just so much good beer out there and mm -hmm. no no one knows about mm -hmm. it um so when we opened, we went with all the stuff that we've loved since we got into it, sort of thing. Yeah. And relied on those like the kernel. Um, and then, yeah, it's been interesting over time then adding stuff to that. Mm. Um, but what we wanted to do with the shop is make sure that the quality of the stuff that we had in, if we hadn't started it in Plymouth, if we had started it in one of the bigger cities, mm. we would be up there in terms of quality. Mm. Uh, with that that scene sort of thing in that city, yeah. Um, so whilst there's loads of new places, the breweries opening that mm. we really want to try them before we put them in, mm. and I'm I'm hoping that raises the bar of like new breweries down this way, mm -hmm. not to assume just because they're local that they can just they'll just be in the shop, yeah. yeah. Um, but it needs to be of a quality to justify us no longer having that line in the shelf in the fridges yeah with another brewery yeah um and you know we we do get a lot a lot of stuff sent to us locally and some of it's been great you know we've got some new breweries in over time and mm. we're lucky that we've got people like uh verdant and mm. black flag in particular those two breweries are probably the ones that we we're always excited about when we first opened mm. and they've consistently been producing great beer and then new line as well 
Yeah. Who is obviously in a bit of a transition at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what happens once they're all up and running again. Yeah. But they've always been reliable and then Stanley out to have a stock. Yep. Yeah. Stan, yeah. Stanley's probably the best example of it because they didn't exist when we mm-hmm. opened. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're there and it's always a good sign for us. It's always a good sign if a, if a brewery, new brewery comes in the shop and looks at the fridges and gets really excited. <laughs> That's a sign that clearly they're into beer yeah. and yeah. passionate about trying different things, which mm. they always do when they come in. Yeah. Um, I think it's always worse when you see like someone comes in it's probably one of the more traditional breweries and it's just a sales rep mm-hmm. yeah. a local sales rep comes mm. in looks at the fridges and is just like what, what is this this is yeah. completely alien <laughs> yeah. the best one we had of that was like a it was like a Heineken rep it was one of mm. one of the massive massive Heineken or alien rep or something they came in mm. and you know at the end they said job so I'm not going to be rude to them yeah. about it so I was sort of chatty with them and all yeah. that he goes oh I'm alright just to take a photo of your fridges because we've got uh, brand rep um, recognition software and when we take a photo it'll recognize what percentage of the fridges have got our, our brands in it wow okay. and i was like good luck with that let's go yeah. yeah, anything in there and you yeah. took a photo it's like yeah it's not recognized wow. <laughs> um, nice. picking new breweries is always a challenge i think it's part of we rely on trying to get our hands on those beers first mm. so that's why we go to events around the country and you know, we're, we're closed. We're going to be closed next weekend yeah. to go to the best beer festival in the country, which is Indie Man, mm-hmm. um, where there's loads of breweries there and there's loads of events in Manchester that weekend. So we're looking forward to trying some new breweries. Mm. They do a really good thing called the Thirsty Games as well. Mm-hmm. They invite brand new breweries or breweries that have only been going for a certain period of time and are only producing a small amount of beer mm-hmm. to send in samples. And then they'll pick three breweries who will then have a permanent spot mm. during that whole festival. Nice, okay. And then you can vote on those three breweries who are your favourite, and the winner of that then comes back following you just as they are a brewery. They're not on this. Right, okay. So they are invited back so as a it really group. helps give them that step yeah, up. Yeah, exactly, yeah. To, to a very discerning audience as well. <laughs> you know, that is like, yeah. Next weekend, Manchester's the epicenter of beer geeks in mm-hmm. in the UK, and there'll be loads of Scandinavians there and loads of Europe, other Europeans that they'll specifically come over for that event. Right. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, we're missing it. Um, well, we got to now book this next year, and we'll like, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, any chance you get, go to it. I was going to say, yeah. If you um, talk about this, dry stout. Oh, we haven't even spoken about it yet. No. Um, I mean, <laughs> that's the best thing about your spirits, though, is that they're they're just really. Yeah, nice to drink nice and chill just, beers, yeah. just, chat, just yeah. chat and drink. You know? <laughs> You're not overpowered or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first thing, I mean, I, I didn't look at my notes. I drank and then the immediate flavor or is it flavor? I don't know. Um, the first thing I get is like roastiness. Like it's, yeah, roasty mm. is like mm. the first thing. Um, and even though it says it's a dry style, it's not crazy dry. The most famous dry stout is guinness mm-hmm. don't know if it was the first one they did but another really good beer festival which is in leeds leeds international beer festival which is the beginning of september mm. um i remember colonel being there and you know loads of amazing beers at this festival mm. and their first dry i'm sure it was their first dry stout it was mosaic i'm gonna go with mosaic symbol single hop I, you know, when you go to beer festivals, you normally drink halves or thirds because you yeah. want to try as many beers. Yeah. I drank four or five halves of that, I reckon. Nice. 
because it was just it was perfect. It was just Mm-mm. just what I wanted. Just you know, it, so much flavour to it, yeah. but really drinkable. It wasn't. Sometimes the the beers with massive flavour. Once you've got you halfway down that glass, you're like starting to be a bit of a slog now. Yeah. Whereas mm. that one, you know, you could just mm-hmm. drink it and it was just really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's light. Yeah. Again, it's not a heavy. It's not heavy stouts. Some stouts can be like proper yeah. stout. It's a summer stout. It yeah. is. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. What right. percentage was this one again? Four point four. Literally, you could have this in pints. I think that's <laughs> sat out in yeah. the sun. Yeah. And it wouldn't because it's hoppy. It's it, it's almost a black IPA. Yeah. Yeah. It's got all those like stouty, roasty characters, but mm. it's got a, quite a lighter body. And mm. then it's got a nice hoppy character to it as well. So we the first um I can't remember what the stout was I bought originally that we tried, but we had it. Dark it was Earth. no 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 um the kernel. Oh the kernel. Um I can't remember what it was, but we had that and I was a bit it wasn't really my sort of thing. Yeah. Like it wasn't it wasn't like this where I guess it wasn't very dark, it was quite um it did feel very watered down. Okay. Um and I was a bit put off and that was that was the first kernel yeah, yeah. the kernel I'd had. Mm. So I was a bit like, oh no, like I, don't, I was really nervous about this episode then yeah. coming up because I was like, oh god, what if we yeah. we drink all these beers and I'm here thinking, oh, Sam, def- what are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> no, I've definitely found that like the table beer and their pails, I'm enjoying more. Oh which yeah, which is like different for me. I can't tell if I've just been yearning for for stouts, but this is definitely have. my favourite so far. You flipped. <laughs> no, I'm still I'm still with the table beer at the moment. So we were talking about festivals. Yeah. So yeah. there's a there's a festival yeah. coming up in a couple of months. Not yeah, even less than two months. Yeah. This weekend, I suppose. Wow. And, oh end of November, 29th and 30th of November. This is the second year, right? Second year doing, yeah, Vessel, yeah. Vessel Beer Festival. Vessel mm-hmm. Beer Festival. Yeah. If you have a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, obviously we're going to be there. Yeah. Obviously. And last year... We were very new to Vessel, weren't we, when we went? Um, I'm trying to think how long we've been sort of popping in by that point. It yeah. mustn't, it couldn't have been Not more than a, a couple time. of months, right? And then we were, we, we'd we gone from this little shop and asking you like, oh, you know, how's it going? Yeah. And it's, it could be better. So we were like, we'll, we'll go on the Friday. Yeah. Kind of like, how many people are going to go? And it was just it was insane. It was, it was great. great. We were like, we just kept going, we're so happy it's done well. <laughs> we're so happy it's done yeah. well. But yeah, no, you, you were very modest. You were like, yeah, not many. And we were like, right. <laughs> Loads of people. Yeah. Um, how many do you, how many people for the, like the first year, do you think were non-customers that actually went? Oh, a, a decent amount. Yeah. yeah. A decent amount. I mean, that was one of the reasons why we wouldn't do it. It's like, we always thought that, you know, bringing the beer to Plymouth sort of thing. It's great to have a shop and like dip your toe into it to see what, mm. what, what, what the appeal was and, you know, how many people would be interested. And that was amazing. Same, same sort of thing. It's like, well, let's see how it goes and all <laughs> that. And now we've got loads of regulars absolutely love it. Yeah. And yeah. That's definitely sort of like a, you know, as people are coming to our shop now, who have met other people in the shop and are yeah. friends with them and they go other places around the country to different breweries and all that mm. who would have never have met if we hadn't been open. And that's amazing. You know, that's great. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's not all about just selling stuff. It's actually you know, building that sort of mm-hmm. community. How many brewers were there last 23 year? 23. And two really good cider producers as well. Yes. So. Yeah. It was two two years in and then you decided to do a festival, right? Yeah. 
was pretty quick. You were like confident. You were like, yeah, it's going to work. No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Did um, you know before you even like opened the shop, did you know you wanted to do a festival? There's things that we've got like aspirations to do, mm. which are either going to happen or not going to happen over time. Yeah. And that that was one of the things on the list. Mm-hmm. A bit like the shop. It's like, as soon as we found a venue, it just all clicked into place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The venue sped up the process of doing it. Yeah. You've had like your first year is going to be the second year. What are you taking from the first year? Either kind of, you know, things that you want to improve, things that were yeah. great. Mm. Um, what are you going to bring to the second year? Yeah. So second year is just, yeah, it's mainly tweaking really. Mm-hmm. Um, we were, really lucky that we had um assistance from matt garecki who is one of the people who runs uh indie man and also rich brownhill who um was uh who runs little leeds beer shop and brownhill and co um so those two are well established in the industry and know what they're doing so this year um I'm sort of stepping into that sort of, Ooh. yeah. Uh, so we'll see, see how good I am with a, a earpiece. And a, wow, I was shocking at that last year. And I just handed it to Matt. I said, Matt, you get on with that. I've got no idea what I'm doing. I keep pressing the button at the wrong time and then just talking to myself. So I'll get that sorted. I'll practice in the mirror before. Um, but yeah, um, so this year it's Matt is coming back down, but as a brewery so that's an exclusive no. mm. oh my word so, yeah we've got an exclusive there uh Zapato are coming down so Amazing. he's yeah so he, he brews as well as does other bits in he's got fingers in many pies in the in the beer industry yeah mm. uh, so he'll be down as a brewer this year wowza um but yeah this year we're moving to we did some stuff last year which we always thought probably what we didn't want long term to do which was have half pints for everything <laughs> um we appreciated it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those where uh, like having your first craft beer fest, probably the biggest craft beer festival that's ever been in the, in the southwest past mm-hmm. Bristol. Yeah. It's probably like, other than like Verdant did a really good one, mm-hmm. but it was about 200 people there at their brewery mm-hmm. about two years, two or three years ago. Oh, how that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah little, little summer beer bash. So the one that was at Daya this year mm. oh, yeah. started off at Verdant two years ago it was at left-handed giant last year and day of this year oh, okay. and it's rotating between those three so next year when verdant move into their new venue mm, mm-hmm. okay that makes sense it'd be, it'd be amazing <laughs> That'd be a good size I'd for it <laughs> yeah but cool. obviously we've got so many customers who come to our shop and there's got, gonna be others around the like devon and cornwall who are, know what this sort of stuff's about but yeah. the majority of people going there probably it's their first experience yep. mm. from our experience of going to other festivals and looking at social media and comments and that you always get people moaning about us, oh, little measures, and I want a pint of this and all that. Um, but we wanted it to be like one of those where everything was the same price, everything was the same measure, mm-hmm. and then it kept it simple for the people pouring. Yep. But it also meant you could potentially try more beers because yeah. you're not messing about with pints and stuff. Mm-hmm. But half pints probably too big. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Especially yeah. considering some of the beers we had on. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, we're moving to thirds this year. Yeah, um, that is fair. We were trolleyed. We were, wow, my yeah. word, yeah. But but I think oh, this year I'm more ready for, for thirds. Yeah. Like yeah, I, right. would, I would prefer yeah. thirds, I think, this year, because yeah. I would rather be able to do 
um i'd rather yeah i'd prefer to do more honestly because yeah, i don't feel like i got more. to try everything last year and i'd much rather be yeah. able to almost say by the end of the you know the first yeah. day of the second day oh i you know felt like i had a little bit of everything yeah you know you've already announced verdant and northern monk we've announced verdant northern monk and firestone walker are back and firestone mm-hmm. walker yes. so our only international brewery last year on uh, your instagram you will and facebook yeah, all the social medias, we tend to try and do it. Mm. Um, so I think the way we're going to do it over the next few weeks is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll announce one. Okay. Definitely, it's going to be a different mix of breweries this year. So a lot of the ones that were there last year are coming back. Yeah. Um, so we'll announce those as we go, and then we're trying to get more. Same as when we go to festivals, is try new breweries and new beers. Mm. Mm-hmm. So we want that to be an ongoing thing yeah. and not have the same people every year. Yeah. Sure. Um, and also, you know, it's 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 hard for people to get here, you know, like mm-hmm. we have people traveling from all over the country. Yeah. Mm. And um, yeah, it'd be interesting. We've got some people traveling even further afield this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So. Oh, that's kind of an exclusive there. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, further afield. So further afield van, what would have been the furthest away? Furthest away by miles is probably Leeds. Okay. Last year. Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably harder to get from the southeast to Plymouth than yeah. it is from Leeds. But yeah, there's, there's, there's going to be breweries further afield than Leeds. <laughs> Next up is a beer de saison. To say it in a French accent. <laughs> uh, a s- small damson mosaic at four point. Sorry, the ink is slightly worn. Eight percent. Yeah, and it's a it's a larger bottle. What are we at? Well, you'll know what the mills are. Seven fifty. There you go. Yeah. Cool. So this is an interesting one. So, Colonel have done some really interesting sort of sour barrel aged mm. mixed fermentation sort of stuff, and this one was. We did a, we had it in. They did a damson sour uh, beer de saison, mm-hmm. um, which was, I think, it was a little bit stronger, but it was definitely a lot more damson. Mm. And basically, what they've done with this one is they still thought there was a bit of life in the damsons. Okay. So they chucked another beer at it. So that's why it's called small. It's, ah. It wasn't the fact that damsons were small. Right. Okay. It yeah. was the fact that they'd used them for a second time. Right. Which okay. is sort of in the brewing world when you say small, so small beer stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah historically what they did was they'd in fact they did another one which is called Second uh, Jewel Runnings mm-hmm. so that was their only collab they'd done recently I think which was with Partizan yeah so back in the day what people used to do is they, they'd um, use the moat mash it in get all of the Thanks, all of the water all of the liquid out of it mm-hmm. and brew a beer and then try and get a bit more out of it yeah. obviously to do that, they were running more water through it or whatever, washing it through to try and get the extra sugars out. Mm. And obviously there would be less sugars in that second runnings okay. and it would produce a smaller beer. So that's where the sort so of that's small... Where the small so that's where the So instead of it being that they were washing through the moat in this situation, they were actually reusing the okay. the fruit to try and get some more out of it. Very sustainable. Mm. Yeah, that. but it's <laughs> nice... It's, I definitely... The other one was like bright red. Mm. Yeah, no, this, this is... One is... And this one's a... Yeah. Peachy colour. Peachy. It's very natural looking. Mm. Um, it doesn't have a strong smell at all. No. Which probably is down to the reuse as well. Perhaps. It's lovely though, isn't it? Mm. 
That's great. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, you're going to get a lot of those noises in this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a pucker one, isn't it? Mm. But yeah, it's good. It's got mosaic in it as well. Now, I did accidentally let light down for half a day. Is that going to kill it? I did I did see it, and then, because I, I had another bottle, and then I was like, oh, crap, <laughs> please keep stored standing up. So I like, went and put them all in the fridge yeah, door. Yeah, I mean... They've been, it's been mixed about. It's Yeah, I mean, if it's, it's... Preferably if it's stood up just before, you know, before you're drinking it, because then yeah. all the sediment yeah. at least will give you back down the bottom again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh no, it's been standing up now for probably two days. It was fine, only just fine. when we got, I think when I took it from you, put it in the fridge, and then the next day I was like, oh no. You actually read <laughs> yeah. the label. Yeah. No, it is good though. I love it. We're like, let's just, let's just think about this. It's just one. nice. Yeah. So I think in terms of trying to get people into the kernel in the shop, mm. it's been more challenging to get people into the hoppy stuff, which I think is definitely yeah. one of their forces mm. because of the packaging. Yeah. I think people are less likely to try a bottle of that style. But weirdly, so we've got our fridges set up. One fridge is pale, one fridge is darker stuff, one fridge is Belgian or Belgian-inspired, mm-hmm. and then a bit of cider. That one there is almost all but one thing in there. It's mm-hmm. bottles. Mm-hmm. It's all bottles. Yeah, And people are used to that with Belgian-style beer. So I think of the stuff that sells from the kernel... This sort of stuff, a 750 mil yeah, stuff you add, turns over like yeah. a lot quicker. I think it was like literally a couple, not even a couple, no, yeah, a couple of weeks ago you had like four or five four ones. or five different yeah. ones and now there aren't any. This was, one as a this, one? this was yeah. the last one I think of that range because oh, I yeah. saw you it in there it. and thought, <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll buy it, that yeah. because that's about, well, it looked like it was about to go, mm. I assumed, since yeah. it was on its own. So, And it's, it's, you know, the kernel aren't a brewery that turns to chuck things into their beer mm-hmm. it's normally pretty much hops uh malt yeast yeah but when it comes to their their sort of sour range barrel aged stuff they will put fruit in it okay because traditionally in yeah in belgium in particular you use fruit yeah um so yeah they've they're not you know they're not messing about they're like well i'm sure we'll have a stout in a bit and mm. the, the bigger stouts um, got, they haven't got vanilla. They mm. haven't got cacao. They haven't got all that stuff in. Yeah, they're just straight down the line. I I do <clears> I do admire because it's kind of become a a thing now with breweries. There's so many things on the back of each can or bottle mm. that says like, "Oh, we're not like the other breweries." <laughs> and there's so many people now doing that that that's now become the new kind. That's become the new. Yeah. We're not like the other breweries, but they are because they're like every other brewery. Whereas this is good because it is so just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's interesting as well because I think a lot of that is they get those sort of beers get, if they're done well. So, mm. firstly, they're, you know, those sort of beers with the big adjuncts mm. thrown in tend to be, the popular ones tend to be well made. Yeah. And, you know, have that flavor sort mm. of thing. Well, definitely the sort of beers that for for the untapped sort of um, scene, mm. I think people have like two or three sips and go because then they've got to take a photo of it. Yeah. Got, so having an empty glass. Yeah. But I'd be quite interested to see if there was ever a retrospective reviewing of what you thought for your Instagram mm. uh, for your untapped pick yeah. when you've had two sips of it 
and it's a wow, this yeah. is amazing. And then once you've got down to the bottom of that glass, mm. yeah, what's we... your scoring like now? Because I'm not sure I find necessarily find those beers. Maybe ones that you could drink on your own. Yeah, better ones to pass around and go to people. This is crazy. It tastes like this. You know, yeah. it tastes like this dessert. Yeah, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it's a great. To be fair, those sort of beers do generate conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, would I sit down and have two or three different ones in a row? <laughs> Probably not. But mm. I definitely could drink like three or four amazing just straight up stouts where yeah. all of the chocolate notes and roasty notes just come from the moat and just yeah. the layers of moats that I've mm-hmm. used. Yeah. You know? It's that stout we've had, the Raquel <laughs> dry stout. I, I don't know, I laugh every time. Um, I did get kind of a chocolatiness, but like you say, if it's, it's a moat, yeah, so it's the, cooking it. And, the yeah. one that, the first one that absolutely blew me away for that sort of thing was um, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Do black chocolate stout, mm-hmm. which is a ten percent imperial stout, um, and that's got that's got no chocolate in it. Mm-hmm. It's just the moat. The moats that they've used is a moat called chocolate moat, which yeah, um, and all the other dark moats that they use just gave it gives it like a massive sort of dark chocolate sort of flavour to it. Yeah, does it do it's the amazing. same with like coffee flavours as well? Or yeah, that- same moat. Uh, the moat yeah. characters give you that sort of coffee. Mm. Coffee character as well. You either, not either, you can taste both, but it's, you know, you get the hints of coffee or chocolate, regardless of whether that's what they're trying to do sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I quite enjoy that. It's the same <laughs> with the hops, isn't it? If the hops are yeah. used well, then you, you'll you get all these tropical yeah. fruit yeah, yeah. sort of flavours. And Definitely. there's no tropical fruit anywhere near the, no. the thing, you know? What yeah. did I have today? Oh, I had um the Green Five by Moore. Oh, yeah. And I was like, grapefruit. But yeah. there is, it doesn't necessarily have any in it. None at all. No. So that's just the hops. Yeah. Um, I found that one really bitter. So there's a brewery from California called Bear Republic. Mm. They're like one of the old school ones over there. Mm. But that's another one we were lucky. lucky. We've been to the brew pub in Healdsburg in Sonoma County a couple of times. Mm. And yeah, drinking it fresh in the US is, yeah... Yeah, an experience. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's a bit but they are yeah. they are bitter. What I find with like proper West Coast um, pales and IPAs is there's always a multi backbone to them. Okay, yeah. So it's not necessarily just bitter. You're getting a bit of sweetness mm. from the moat character, yeah. and that those two things playing together work really well. Yeah, I don't know how many more have we got left. One. We've got a stout. There's a lot more in the fridge, but yeah. Probably one. Ooh. I like the little spin. Yeah. Of the, of the cap. <laughs> right. So, um, excuse me, Mr. Microphone. Hello. Um, so we're on to a pale ale. Well, another you, pale ale. You've moved it closer, and therefore the levels oh, need to be adjusted. Yeah. This is a like. The amount that's Notice cut Sam. out in Sam's episode. been absolutely perfect. One tone of voice. Got it. Sorted. One level, I mean to say. See, you I'm, don't have. You don't, I've got a friend who literally is just ups and downs, and she's the same. I've. It's because I've done theatre. Project at the right moment. Yeah, but these these aren't dynamic microphone. Well, they're, they're not. They haven't got a massive yeah, range. You definitely do a lot of whispering. I do. I yeah. get excited, yeah, and then I go, and I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah, and then the levels. I'm like, ah. It's for. It's for impact right god right okay so try and keep the same volume we're doing another pale ale it's uh, an El Dorado at 5.5% 
Should we get a pouring She sound? did it. She did it at the end anyway. She said she wasn't going to. Did I? Yeah. Sure, yeah, she did. 5.5%. Yeah. Oh, have a bit of cat action then. Yeah. Did you? <laughs> yeah, a little paw. Did she? Was that claw? Just a paw. It wasn't yeah. claw, right? No, no, just a paw. Oh, that's She's fine. She's just like, hey, you. Yeah. She's Why like, haven't I know you given me any attention? <laughs> yeah, so this is a single hopped pear. It's looking a bit less hazy. But um, mm. oh, <laughs> definitely some of the, the first ones that blew me away from... Uh, can or with a single hop ones because that gives you a chance to understand what that hop yeah. tastes like mm. or how they've they've used it to give those flavors and obviously the the, the darling of the the ipa world obviously everyone talks about loving citra yeah yeah and like their citra ipa was that one you know that was the one that people were like oh my god what the hell is this and then mm. they don't do them as much as off, as often now but they used to do citra double ipa they used to do quite quite a few double IPAs, mm-hmm. um, and that that was the one. That, as soon as it came out, as soon as like Beer Ritz announced that you'd have to get there, yeah, um, and get that beer before it ran out. So it was it was weird because obviously that's more common now. Mm. Like when we get Verdant yeah. in, mm-hmm. if we say, "Oh yeah, I've picked this up on the Monday," you know, people are coming in straight away on the. Tuesday, grabbing yeah. them as quickly as possible. Yeah, I literally <laughs> asked him today. I was just like, I couldn't find much in the cell. You know, verdant mainly. <laughs> couldn't find much verdant. We'd only just got them in. I, I don't yeah. think. I think sometimes I don't even get a chance to see them. Yeah, yeah. Because they just fly. Which is great for like for there to be a brewery in the southwest mm. in De- in Cornwall. Yeah, mm. that's got that much appeal. Yeah, no, the. I mean, that, you know, that's how I feel being a, a subscriber on the email chain. Yeah. Uh, about half eleven, I'll get an email saying, "Oh, if you want to buy this this Friday's beer, go to our website and use this code." And then you go, and it's just immediately God. sold. God. You're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. You're like, they are just yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And the other crazy side of that is people get really offended if they can't get that beer. You know? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it, like, you know. In my view, it's completely unjustified. People go crazy if they don't get get their beers, yeah. and it's like at the end, like it's a beer. Come oh, on, yeah. it's yeah, the yeah, same yeah. with coffee. Come on, yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you found that working with coffee. People get really funny about. I mean, it doesn't help that I'm also it's coffee. So six a.m. people come in and they're just angry they anyway. They are like yeah. angry immediately. <laughs> they're like. But do you have so you have a thing when people come in and if they haven't got the specific, if um, there was something in the week or just it tends to be people online directly at Verdant mm. having a go right. and oh, I can't believe you've already sold out that's ridiculous so that's like <laughs> really what, what? yeah imagine, oh actually we magically got one for you because you're complaining yeah they're a tiny brewery that's going to get bigger yeah you know they're moving into a bigger premises which can only be good for everyone mm. and it's only a beer. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for a place if they sell out. Yeah, like, right. I think that's a fantastic yeah, amazing, thing yeah, to be in it, that position. Exactly. Yeah, like I don't think there's anything, and 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 you know, maybe there's a, a little bit of you know supply and demand for it. You know, it's always, yeah. I mean, Disney, for example, put something in the vault. People now want it more than they did before. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with selling out because yeah. it shows that not selling, <laughs> yeah. selling out of a product. You know, yeah. because people are going to want it and like you said you know is it it's supposed to be soon they're moving to that next place isn't it'll it? be by i would say 
by the middle of next year, they will definitely right. be fully up and running. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, they've also opened their city food restaurant recently. Yeah. So I, I think you want to go there. The biggest, the biggest challenge is obviously with opening up a, brewery, a big brewery is mm. getting the equipment right. Yeah. 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 Um, and they're currently getting made for them. So I know they've been over to the factory where it's getting made. And right. Checking it along. They're being very meticulous. Be meticulous with it because, you know, that yeah. day is such a big thing. Yeah big change for them to go to you know they're going to be a big brewery are they you know what's going to happen production. with the old unit but they're not sure yet I oh, mean, do they not I want would, to keep it I hope they do yeah. yeah and I think there's rumours that they will but it's only rumours but yeah it'd be lovely what I would like to see is them to be able to do more sort of sours and barrel aging yeah which Ooh. another venue like that away safe from the other brewery mm. um, means that you know any bugs and that you're putting into your, your yeah. sours and that aren't anywhere near your core, you know, your core production. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you think as well it will also give them because uh, I, I for me this uh, the Rainbow Project was the first time I think I ever had anything from Verdant that wasn't wasn't an IPA. Yeah. Um, and I say this in the podcast like I was amazed. I was like, oh my god! Yeah. Not only is it not an IPA, it's a stout. Like yeah. I was really really excited. So I'm I'm hoping the the expansion. I think it will. I think. So they have done other stuff. Mm. I think that that will only change for the better in terms of range. Yeah, um, they've just got to ignore anyone who moans about it because they, they get people. <laughs> it's like having a you know loving a band, and all you want them to do is play. Yes, like radio play creep. All yeah, the time. Just play, yeah, make an album of creep all the time. <laughs> just, that, like, just, just that, just that, just <laughs> that, please. You know, it's that sort of mentality. Well, surely you want brewers and a brewery to keep things interesting mm. if only for their own yeah. sanity yeah, 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 and yeah. like experimentation and you know yeah you know no one no one are more damn they love all different beer styles so yeah. why why wouldn't they be making different beer styles which but it's a classic <laughs> yeah. on untapped uh, someone check scoring a sour i don't like sours yeah one. yeah, so, yeah. Why are what? you reviewing this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. You know, and it's that attitude of, because they've, they've made some really interesting beers that haven't been straight up juice sort of thing. Like we've, we've had a few of them. So when we first opened, they did uh, an amber ale called Little Ramps, a US amber, which I'll probably, we'll probably never see again, but mm. that was interesting. And they did, um, I Fear the Ferryman. Okay. So I feel the ferryman was like a five and a bit percent stout. Yeah. Which is nice, easy going. Yeah. Um, and then last year they did Don't Fear the Ferryman, which was <laughs> their Imperial Stout, mm-hmm. which then they aged. Wow. Actually, do we have, might have had both. They did a straight up Imperial Stout, which was Don't Fear the Ferryman, and then they barrel aged it, mm-hmm. had a rum barrel and... Mm bourbon barrel Ooh. which has been sat on the side of the brewery for ages yeah I don't know if they might still have some of that knocking about actually but we had those imperial stouts are great mm-hmm. also they're very early on they did not very early on but a while ago when we first opened they did a imperial black IPA at 10 point something percent <laughs> with howling hops from London wow okay so they, they have to, and the also um, James the head brewer loves he brews a pilsner, which I think it, it, you see it in the seafood bar. We used to see it in the seafood bar quite mm. a bit when they first opened. Yeah, but I think he also brewed it on 
like a grain father kit or something like that. Yeah. Just to have around, <laughs> have around the brewery, like, you know, just a nice <laughs> brewers love lagers. Yeah. They absolutely yeah. love it. I can understand. Yeah. I can understand that once you've been around all of that massive sort of flavor and aroma in a brewery, mm. yeah. to have something so clean and crisp, just a skill in making a, a great lager. Yeah. yeah. Brewers love it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hadn't thought of so it that I'll, way. I reckon they'll probably do a few lagers in the future as well. I once hope they've so. Got, once I, they've got the bigger kit and they're able to... Yeah. Yeah. I, I really hope so because it was nice seeing... Yeah, it was just great seeing something different and I'd yeah. love to see more kind of the ability to experiment and produce yeah. the same quality of what they were offering before but also being able to now offer that yeah. on other things. But if you if you go... I bet you, if you go on untapped and like you can... Uh, arrange it by high, lowest to highest score yeah. per brewery. Yeah. Without yeah. a doubt, all the low scores for them will be ones which aren't juice bombs. Anyway, we need I, to try this. I haven't tried it yet. I've tried it, I'm not going to lie. And I, this is, I'm not going to lie, I, I may have had another mm. Citra today and this is just this amazing. Is, this yeah, is fantastic. Eldorado, yeah. Yeah. This is Eldorado, yeah. This is, um. oh yeah, no, I... It's great, isn't it? Yeah, no, it really is. Oh, I oh, table beers... Oh, I don't know now. This has blown table beer out of the water. This is this is lovely. I, know, I just really liked the kind of easiness of table beer. Yeah. Um. I. But it beats. Uh. Well, for me personally, it beats. Um. What What does it beat? <laughs> what <have> we at? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other the the other pale the Amarillo and Vic Secret. It kind of. Because I think it's because it's not got as much of the bitterness. It's smooth. yeah. It's a bit softer. It isn't is. It? Yeah. We haven't really talked about like your history, Ooh. which sounds really dark. But like, um, when was the moment where you were like, "I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna not." Well, I don't know if you decided straight away to do a beer shop and a tap room, but like, yeah. So yeah. it was. So what we used to do was um, every Christmas we'd come because we both were from down this way. Mm-hmm. So every Christmas we'd go down see family, and then. Like stay somewhere on the way home. Yeah, we were staying in a cottage in Bath. Sounds awesome. And it just yeah, it was lovely. Mm. Loads of beer, amazing. Just sat <laughs> wow. there, just watching box sets, forgetting that New Year had even happened. Like going, oh, what time's it? Oh, it's like three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy so, New Year! Yeah, <laughs> did that quite a few times. And then yeah, just like I've had enough of my day job. Why let's change us? But that was a good two and a half, three years. Before we, yeah, as I said, we wanted to do it right. Yeah, but you're you've always been into like the beer scene. You've always enjoyed well, the beers uh, it's since we moved to Leeds. So yeah. I moved up to Leeds in May 2010, mm-hmm. supposedly for a short like a job. Like in my current in my job, I was doing in Plymouth, but I needed people up there for a project. Mm-hmm. So I went up there for six months. Um, in yeah May 2010, um, and I started trying different beers down here, but it's you know bit shallow yeah. pool to really dip your yeah, toe in yeah. down here there wasn't really much going on um and then once i got up there obviously first staying in a hotel and then staying in a a flat with like mm. random people yeah intending to go out and have a few beers and that and immediately you realize that the options and selections in leeds yeah. were infinitely more interesting mm. and then i met katie up there as well so we didn't meet down this way we met up in Leeds, Katie was more into beer than me um, in terms of like 
a wider range of beers that she's right. been into, palate and that. Mm. And so it's a real institution in Leeds called North Bar, which has been going for 22 years. Um, and it's like arguably probably is the original craft beer place before that was even a term. So mm. that really got us into it. And like our the first beers we really got interested in were Belgian and German. Yeah. And then because it was like 2010, so it was when all this sort of thing was starting to happen. Obviously, Brewdog had been out for a while. You could drink punk at 6.5% on cask, <laughs> which I can't believe is yeah, it's no longer a thing, is it? No. Um, and then it's the whole scene up there started to change. Like Magic Rock came about around that sort of time. And then, yeah, breweries started popping up everywhere. And then venues, so like Friends of Ham opened and that mm. changed it again because that was... Very much. I think I probably partly aspired by what the colonel, where the colonel was. So they were a cheese and charcuterie place that mm-hmm. did amazing beer. Yeah. So it was like being down at the colonel, basically going to get your bread and your cheese, except you're sat in a seat getting it all to you, served to you, rather than having to go anywhere else. <laughs> so good. Leeds for a beer scene is, I still argue, it's, it's the best beer scene in the country. Just the north in general. <laughs> yeah, the north. I mean, Manchester's massive oh as God, well. Yeah. Um, my godmother, who I haven't seen in maybe 19, 18 years. Uh, she, she's a fan. She's a fan. <laughs> she found, she was like, as if you do a beer podcast, because she's like <laughs> just come back from the US like, and she did a massive tour of the US, so... She's like, uh, you need to come to Liverpool like yeah, immediately because yeah. uh, w- I originally am from Lancashire and that's where she's from. Yeah. So I was like, is that an invite? She was like, yes. I've just never so. been to the north. Like anything past Can you Birmingham. Tell? <laughs> 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 the north of Birmingham, Birmingham to me. Yeah. Birmingham was the north. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! It is more north. I mean, there's a big no, sign that says the north, the north when you get to like. No, yeah, but it's, it's got an arrow pointing that it's further on. <laughs> You've got to keep it's going. Not here. It's not yeah. directly here. This is the north. You've it's got an arrow going. <laughs> Carry on. So you're sick of your office job. You're like, can't, can't be doing with this. You've met Katie at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just like two or three. So by yeah. that time, we were well immersed in the sort of beer scene mm. in Leeds, so mm. like going to all the events. Yeah. You know, meeting all the breweries and all that. So what makes you go, do you want to open a beer shop? <laughs> yeah, happened? it was a case of I wanted to do something in the beer industry. Mm. And whenever we came back down here, it was a case of it doesn't feel like anything's happening down here yet. Mm. It would be nice just seeing, because we were lucky that we had been at the point in the lead sort of scene where it started to, big and like yeah. a really interesting thing mm. we wanted to do that down there because it felt exciting so you didn't give up on Plymouth you were like you no. could have gone back you could have gone back to these where it's all happening but you yeah. were like nah Plymouth well, yeah it's we're, that, gonna, yeah. we're gonna break Plymouth I said yeah <laughs> yeah and now it's kicking off everywhere yeah I think somebody once <laughs> I've got a funny so someone I worked with up there mm. I must have said something drunk Drunkenly, drunkenly <laughs> at some point to him, and they were like, I remember him posting on Facebook, 
you're going back to save Plymouth. <laughs> so I'm sure I did say that. That sounds, that, that's nothing. But yeah, now he constantly honesty, says though, that, you save in Plymouth again and all that. So like, but I don't oh, know, no, I I don't know whether that. it's because we've, I don't know, I feel like everything's opened up since we've discovered Vessel. Like, I, I think it's know. just a change in Plymouth. I think there's a genuine there's change. There's a lot of local businesses opening yeah, up. Yeah, that's yeah. starting to happen. It's um, awesome. I love it. Yeah. It's and I think it's it's from people that have moved away and moved back. Mm. Do you think so? I think so. Ooh. Yeah, I think a lot of the people that are doing these things have seen what's out there mm. and thought, why yeah. can't Plymouth also have that? Twist um, yeah. Twist is, I think that, Haley's yeah, yeah. from from yeah. Plymouth, she moved away. She went to the same school as me, which I didn't know. Right, yeah. okay. It's an age difference, but she yeah. went to the same. She went, she went to Plymouthstock as well, I believe. Right, so, right. Because she talks all about how the reason why she wanted to do the board game cafe was exactly the same yeah. reason you wanted Vessel, because yeah. there wasn't... It's, it wasn't here. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, really nice to see. Uh, but yeah, twists are great. Yeah, yeah. twists are yeah. great. I yeah, literally yeah. only went there for the first time yesterday. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, yesterday. Blimey, yeah, yeah. The, the beers, I was like, I didn't want to have beer. I was like, no, I need to not. We turned but up I at 10 a.m. Like, <laughs> I was like, the choices. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, yeah. So, yeah, Hayley came into ours quite a lot before she opened trying beers and that. Mm. And then we've obviously given her advice and we sell all. Yeah. Like the cans and, yeah. and stuff and that. She gets off of us. Yeah. Um, well, there you go. So, yeah, she's got Stannery on tap. Yeah, she has. Rome one. as well. And, well, Rome's a, that's the one that's got me most excited in yeah. the last year yeah. about Plymouth. Mm-hmm. That's for, obviously, my fe- we've got a festival. Yeah. Outside of what we're doing, that's mm. by far the biggest thing to happen to Plymouth in the beer scene. Mm. There you go. Yeah, it's and amazing. Were, I don't know it's what they're amazing. like everywhere, but they were. I went there last Saturday, and they were packed. Good. Every table was yeah. absolutely just full. Yeah, and it was crazy. And that's a sign of like there is a you know there are mm. generally a market there for people to enjoy good beer mm-hmm. in a nice environment yeah, yeah. and obviously um, uh, bulletproof for wanting to open yeah. theirs yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. yeah they got their place yeah. not too far away from I don't know if they've Rome. got it yet that'll turn uh... into a bit of a bit of a crawl of that which oh, will be quite word, interesting yeah. Yeah. The, be cool. the Plymouth Beer Mile Right, well, because yes, yeah, it's, it's on that street, yeah. isn't it? But the thing is, they've yeah. just ripped down the toilets right outside. Yeah, they have. Yeah. They were, they were. So, yeah. <laughs> just saying, there's a shop below us. Uh, if anyone wants to, we, yeah. we just we just do the I'm, miles. Just from... installing a dumb waiter. Yeah, if it if yeah. it starts at Rome and then goes Mutley and then down Alexandra Road and then it can end at Vessel, yeah, that that would be the good way to, for it to work yeah. there. Shall we um go to our oh final? God, by the way, it. cool. Hang on. Fizzing as well. Oh, yes. It is fizzing. I think that's the fizziest sound we've had. We are ending our session with the export stout London 1890 at 7.5%. So we're going, this is probably, is this the strongest we've had of all of them so far? Yeah, Yeah, we've actually stayed quite low. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Well, that's been the nice thing about, I guess, all of this. We've gone through, what is it, five? Six. I know, it doesn't feel six. like it. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like it yeah. at all. Like I stood up, you know when you, you stand <laughs> yeah. up after so Were long? Were you expecting to just like... I was really worried. I was like, oh God, I bet this better be okay. But yeah. no, it actually felt fine. Yeah. And it was really nice because we've had a really good range of 
all of them. They've just I been saying, all. Bradley, look how aesthetically pleasing these bottles are. <laughs> I think we have to keep them. It's great levels. We yeah, have to yeah, keep I like them because they're like you know. <laughs> um, let's have a whiff. It's got a nice head. It's got a nice like crema. Crema, well done. Wow. Okay, so this smells more tangy, like. So the last one, I was going to say the last one for me was a bit smoky. It wasn't really? smoked, but like there was that kind of I don't know that that element to it. Whereas this one feels a bit more smells a bit more like sticky. Oh okay, yeah. It was to be fair when I was pouring it, it was quite thick. Mm. Um, it smells nutty. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nutty and bourbony, but it's not aged. This one is it's it? not aged. It's yeah, as I said, it's just uh, water, hops, malt, and yeast and. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I much prefer this one to the other stout. Yeah. Um. Wow. So, the interesting thing about a lot of the kernel ones, so this is Export Stout London 1890. Mm-hmm. And basically what they've done is they've gone, so there's a really good like beer historian called Ron Pattinson who digs out all the old recipes from mm-hmm. archives, from brewery archives and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's based on a, wow, okay. a stout that would have been made in London in the 1890s. <sighs> Um, I wish I was born in the 1890s in London. <laughs> Not born in. I <laughs> oh, guess no, I was... the thing is, I'm brewing it now. Yeah, though, you don't so. have to worry. You can have it's the modern true. day But you, like, you know when you just kind of want to go back to that time? And, <laughs> I don't know. No. Can I have a look at the um, bottle? No. That's okay. It looks like all the others, I'm just saying. A really good That's imperial stout from 1856 as well. Oh, gosh, yeah. And it's boozy. It warms you. That's a good one to end on, actually. <laughs> yeah, you were right, Sam. As always, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you remember all this stuff. You're like, yeah, so this one, and I'm like... It's like anything what? like that, though, isn't it? It's uh, like, if you're into something... Yeah. You know, you know, every, like, I yeah. have useless... It's not like, useless, not the beard, the well, stuff no, you know is useless, well, but there's always these bits of some, trivia you context, know, isn't it? In some yeah. context, it is useless. It's, like, it's, it's, you. it's not going to save your life, is no. it? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I feel it's bad, I'm like, no, I don't mean that yeah. what you know yeah, is yeah, useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I'll be like, oh, yeah, this thing about this film, and everyone's like, Bradley. Yeah, it's you, <laughs> with, like, it's you with, like, film and technology. It's yeah. me with Disney facts, McFly. As Sam recently discovered. Damn it. This is... Stand out from all of them, I would say. They're all so different. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's why <sighs> I arguably the, the best UK brewery is because they do so many styles mm. and they do them very, very well. Yeah. And- See, I'm glad we've done this because be- prior to this, I think I'd only had two kernels and mm. like with such a gap in between. Yeah. Yeah. They don't like i don't know you you have all these like milkshake stouts and you have your what do we have uh, octopods basically a juice and <laughs> yeah. like you do you have all these really sweet and crazy things and then mm. if you have this straight after it's like it's the first time we've done anything like this on the podcast. We've had like a range Multiple, of yeah. beers. Like I've kind of wanted to do that for a while where yeah, it's yeah. been a, a, a big range of something because usually it's a maximum of maybe three. Yeah. Um, that's all we can handle. Or if it's seven, we usually, you know, we'll do it yeah, post. Period, yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to ask as well for you, Vessel, um, providing everything goes the way you want it to, what, yeah. what does the next three to five years, what do you hope the next three years look like at least? Um, to be in a position where... Katie doesn't have to like 
have a day job as well because at the minute mm. it's it's me mm. obviously phoebe mm-hmm. helping on a sunday yeah and then katie's got a full-time job and then helping out yeah. as well yeah um so yeah it'd be, it'd be nice at some point to be in a position where she didn't have to do a day job anymore yeah yeah we've been talking a lot about untapped and what yeah. we'd like I just started coming with an agenda of like hating uh, which I don't I just no you've said positives and yeah others. I think what it is the last few weeks we've had people come in who <laughs> literally buy based on untapped really now, well they've looked mm, on untapped before yeah 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 Yeah, they literally walk around with their phone oh. looking at all the beers and that happens a lot you need honestly mm. you'll notice it now I've said it I'm not I'm not gonna lie I've done that when I've gone to new cities yeah like, I've, but I feel like it helps a no, little bit. I'll, I'll like I always go when well, my starting one, or if I'm only going in for one, I just sort of think, well, what's someone drinking here? But I, I don't try. I just, to. I know. Oh, right, but you, you're not as in <laughs> oh, how to do decide you... whether not to go into the place in uh, the first place. Well, two, two, yeah, two things. So when I went to Ireland a few months ago, yeah. it was where's yeah, yeah where in the area looks great a, to drink, a, yeah. And it's amazing it, for that. And then it was like, well, what's someone drinking here? So yeah. we were there for like a couple of hours. Yeah. So we were like, well, people, a lot of people seem to be drinking here. And they're having this. So let's go in, have that, and then we'll try a few other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it was more of like a kind of, oh, it's good to know where's good in yeah. the area. But are some people like very, it's the Bible about they'll, it. Yeah. So they'll come in, they'll look at the fridges, and mm. unless it scores 4% or above, they won't drink. Oh, really? oh so this is why you don't like the whole, you don't like the, re- the, the percentage review it's part of it. Oh my goodness. So, right. Probably none of these beers score above oh. four. Right. A lot of them will be sort of 3.9-ish. Yeah. Wow. Um, I did not know this. But yeah, all. people wow. literally have their phone out and then they type in the, br- the beer and then go. Now you've said it, like I've I've seen people with their phones. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, oh, they're looking at untapped, but I've never thought they're judging via oh. untapped. Yeah. So oh buying, my gosh. And, you know, you get people who will not buy anything new from a brewery they don't know about oh, or untapped us, you know and as as i said we get a lot of dutch stuff in which probably mm. doesn't score that highly no, but if I you actually yeah. drank it mm. you'd be like oh this is interesting this is a bit different yeah mm. that's the thing that we've always liked about venues and probably gets quite high up on our sort of our own personal opinions of venues is mm. if you go in and speak to someone are they able yeah. To just talk to you about stuff. Yeah. Mm. And it doesn't, it's not just be anything. Yeah. Mm. If you go, you know, into a place and they, um, you know, go into a, a, a bar mm. and you order a beer and because it's in a like classic Weatherspoons, go into, go into a spoons, right? Yeah. And order, I used to do six point resin, which is like a 9.2% double IPA from Brooklyn. Yeah. Bright green can, sort of Red Bull shaped. Yep. And if they say, do you want ice with that? You're like, do you not know what you're selling? <laughs> what on earth? And like, if you go yeah. anywhere, any, any sort of business where you, they just have no idea. Yeah. yeah they yeah. don't care. <laughs> no, yeah. If they don't care about it, the chances are the stuff that they're selling isn't going to be that good. Yeah. yeah. The other side of that is having the knowledge is also how you discuss it with a customer who doesn't know anything. Yeah. Yeah. And having. And having that culture in your place. So, like, we're mm. really keen that we've definitely experienced it in places where the the beer geeks are in there mm. and they're, like, condescending to anyone yeah. who comes in who doesn't no, know. I hate that. It shouldn't be that. It should yeah. be a culture mm. of, oh, try this, try this. You know, yeah. it's amazing. If you don't like it, you don't like it. So what? But 
where it's accessible, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. We've always wanted our place to be somewhere where, like, for instance, a woman on her own could come in and just chill out yeah. and not feel uncomfortable about yeah. being sat in a bar mm-hmm. on their own drinking, which some places, you know, a lot of places actually, I would be surprised mm-hmm. yeah. if that would be like top of their list of things they want yeah. their venue to be like. Uh, I think that's it for us, basically. Yeah, Thank I, you very much yeah. for coming right. on. Nice. After long last, we finally had you. Yeah, yeah. I hope no, you've enjoyed good. it. Yeah, it's been good. Yeah. Thank you very much for bringing some beer on and oh. obviously recommending almost every beer we've yeah, ever yeah, done yeah, on the podcast yeah, yeah. up to this point. So thank you so much. Yeah, nice. No, um, it wouldn't. It, it pretty much wouldn't exist without you. So thank pretty you so much. much. <laughs> yeah, you it's good. It's good to have a podcast in the southwest. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious to go into work and be like, Ooh, yeah, listen to the podcast. I'm like, oh, what did I say this time? Yeah. That, that I can say that I'm sure I've said some stuff wrong tonight and there's a lot of podcasts out there that have been going for a very long time yeah. you still get stuff wrong and if you're sat there as a listener you're always going to be going that's not right and all that yeah. it happens all the time you know yeah. but yeah there's definitely other podcasts where I'm driving along listening to podcasts and like correct them. Yeah. I think it's just the nature of it isn't it that'll be you in a week's time listening to yeah, your exactly, own exactly, exactly. Oh, no it won't be me it'll be Katie yeah. why did you say that well that's fine that's when she does her episode you I'll can do, do that to her perfect okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no thank you very much is there anything you would like to find uh, plug uh, before we wrap up anything you want to sort of shout out or anything you fest- want to do yeah so the festival is uh friday the 29th of november and saturday the 30th tickets are on sale now um we're announcing breweries as we go um 10 pound to get in plus one pound booking fee nice i'll be linking everything cool. in the description of this yeah. so yeah if you want to find out more about uh the festival and just vessel in general as always they're always linked there but we'll be doing some of the stuff for that so yeah, yeah if people want to find it there they can go straight there yeah. and if you're walking past just go in just go in just go hello. in just go in yeah. like all those people literally all those people have said oh yeah you always see it I don't go in just go in but thank you very much for listening to the High Hops podcast uh, we'll be back again next week with an episode we haven't planned yet so once again we're on uncharted territory uh, I guess. we've got some things we've got some things we can do we'll figure it out we've, anyway thank you very much for listening if you have any recommendations message us on Instagram or, as a lot of people do or email at us email at us at hello <laughs> hi hops wait say it again say it again email us at hello hi hops at gmail.co.uk a dot com that or it, it says in the description we can't, I can't so, remember seven beers are now <laughs> kicking in it's, it's, it's getting confusing uh, but yeah no uh, yeah do get in touch thank uh, you very much for listening yeah thank you bye bye <laughs> thank you very much Sam <laughs>